I've always been of the opinion that lyric writing is possibly the most difficult aspect of songwriting to truly get right, or at the very least, it is the part of songwriting that tends to take the most time if you do want to get it right. So in this episode, we're going to talk about three lyric writing traps to avoid. Hello, friend. Welcome to another episode of the Songwriter Theory Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Joseph Adala. Honored that you would take some time out of your busy day or night to talk with me about songwriting. If you haven't already, something to check out is my six-step lyric writing checklist. We're talking about lyrics today. Most of what I talk about kind of builds off of that. That's sort of a foundational element of lyric writing for me and how I think people should write lyrics. And even if you don't follow every step exactly, maybe there's one step that you want to swap out. You want to do it a slightly different way. Of course, that's fine. But there's certainly something in there for you. So be sure to check that out. It's at songwritertheory.com slash lyric checklist. It's been super effective for me to go from having just an idea and being able to reliably and consistently get to a great lyric that I can be proud of by the end of that process. And it takes away a lot of the pain points. Like, for example, staring at a blank screen, it takes that away or a blank page if you actually write lyrics physically still and not on a computer directly like I do. But breaking it up into baby steps and doing smaller, easier to accomplish steps along the way to lyric writing is one great way to make sure that we can go from a pretty good idea or maybe not even not a good idea for a song, but end up having a great final product regardless. So again, check that out, songwritertheory.com slash lyric checklist. First lyric writing trap is unnecessarily adding pressure to what you write down. I think this is true of literally every writer ever, not just songwriting, but the whole staring at a blank page thing I just talked about has to be one of the bigger issues for a lot of people. I think sometimes the hardest part of writing is truly turning off your internal editor. Because the problem is that usually we have to get out a lot of writing and most of the writing is going to be garbage, but then it's in the editing process that we take something that is raw, like coal, and then turn it into a diamond, right? Now, that, that coal needs to have potential, of course, but all too often I think people have this implicit pressure of... You know, you're staring at a blank screen or a blank page and you're like, let me write a good lyric, right? And already you're in trouble. Already you're in trouble because the probability that you're just on the spot going to think of a great opening line to your song or a great line that will be the main point of your chorus or whatever that line will end up being is highly unlikely. And regardless, it's just, it's just not pressure that's ever going to be helpful because you know, a thing to keep in mind is the first line you write down will almost definitely never be seen by anyone but you. I think we forget that sometimes. <laughs> like, wh what you write, your process does not matter. Nobody will ever see that process. Nobody 
really even cares about that process for the most part. The only people who would care about that process is probably people like you or I who like to learn from other songwriters. Well, how do they do it and what 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 works for them? But beyond that, right, like your average listener to a song doesn't doesn't care. I mean, they don't even know what the lyrics of the song are about half the time, <laughs> much less care about the story behind the song. Um, so for me, for a lot of my songs, the first 50 plus lines that I write, no one will ever see. And if they do see it, it's because I'm sharing it with you in a YouTube video or in a podcast. Because sometimes you just need to need to get some of the crap out and you need to write in with an attitude of discovery. And the problem with the internal editor that we need to truly turn off is the internal editor is the part of you that says, oh, that's not good enough. Oh, that could be better. And all of those things that are helpful later in the process, but early on in the process, you need to be as open-minded as possible. If you think a thing, write a thing. We've talked about this for tracking your ideas, right? Like, don't, don't be like, oh, I don't know if this is a good idea or not. No, no. If you have an idea, write it down. Like, don't, don't be picky about that stuff. Because even if right now you don't think it's a brilliant idea, three weeks from now, maybe something in your life will change or maybe you just have a different perspective on it. And all of a sudden you're like, man, actually, this is a great song idea. Or I know how to make a great song out of this idea, whether the idea itself is good or not, um, often is irrelevant. Uh, over in general ideas are just overrated like the idea that you need a good idea to have a good final artistic product is just wrong and the idea that a great idea is going to make a product is is just not the case i mean there's plenty of great ideas out there that were executed badly and nobody cares how great the idea was um in fact like 99% of all inventions <laughs> would be under that category but um you know, and, and for most of the lyrics that I write, 90% plus of the words and lines that I ever write for any given song, no one will ever see or hear. They don't make the final cut. And even the ones that I do initially write, like very rarely do I write a line and that makes the final cut. Now, some version of that line after iterative lyric editing might make the final cut. If you don't know what that is, check out the free guide. Uh, I'll allude to it and talk a little bit about it in this episode, but that guy dives into it deeply. Um, but I needed to write all those 90% plus of the words that didn't make the cut in order to get to the final product that I can be proud of. Because in that stage, I was going down a bunch of paths that I realized maybe didn't work. I was also just warming up creatively. I think I think this is a thing that sometimes we don't we don't we don't think of is you know athletes will warm up before a game. Right? Like no nobody is like, "Hey, I I just woke up and now I'm going to play football." Like that's that's no. That that's a recipe for disaster and for getting injured. And there's something to be said for warming up creatively too. And in two ways. One way is literally just like if you just sit down, usually it takes you 10, 20, 30 minutes maybe to get into the quote unquote creative zone, right? Where the creativity is really flowing. Like usually you don't wake up, drink a sip of coffee and then like, oh, I'm super creative right away. That's usually not how it works. Uh, so there's that element, but there's also the element of sometimes you need to creatively over time, warm into the song idea you are writing. So especially 
going to what we talked about in some recent podcasts where you're trying to sort of figure out where to go next with your songwriting thematically, if you're writing about a theme that you haven't really written about before, you might not, you know, you're so used to that mind space, the headspace of, you know, I loved you, you broke up with me, I'm so sad or I'm so angry, that for you to write a song that's a radical, radically different departure from that, like you haven't really had to write from a, a different mindset than that before, if that's all the songs you've written. So it might take you a bit and a bit of discovery and writing some lyrics and like, no, this doesn't really work for me before you find something that does work. And you can't just do that in your head. It just isn't going to work. So learning to turn off, truly turn off that internal editor that's going to tell you, nope, that's not good. Don't write that. Nope, that's a dumb idea. No, turn that off. If you think it, write it. Just write, write, write. <clears throat> your goal, if anything, should be more word count oriented than quality oriented in the beginning of the writing process. Because often to get to quality, you just need a lot of quantity. So you, you, quantity, 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 and then at some point you start to have some quality and then you take the quality you do have and refine the crap out of it and edit the crap out of it until it's really quality. So don't judge your first draft against others' final product. Don't be sitting there at your computer and by your notepad or whatever you're writing in and be like, oh, here's a line idea. But then you're like, oh, yeah, but that's not as good as that one line by my favorite artist in my favorite song. Like, well, of course it's not. Like, that, that had hours, weeks, months of editing and all kinds of stuff that you haven't done yet. You're just at the beginning of the writing process here. Not to mention that in general, it's, it's probably not super productive, especially if you're newer to songwriting, to compare yourself to your favorite artist, right? You're probably not going to compare favorably. That's fine. You're at the beginning of your journey. They are not. So I used to talk a lot about and used to use the phrase embrace the suck a lot. So it's coming back. Truly embracing the suck and taking joy is the other important part, taking joy in incremental improvements while having faith in the process of iterative lyric editing specifically makes the process so much more enjoyable and has better results. So I, I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I've been in a pretty, like, for the most part, I'm writing lyrics right now because my music always is way ahead of lyrics because music doesn't take nearly as long Lyrics take a while, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm always kind of behind on that. So I'm, I'm now at the point where it's like, okay, I have like 10 musically written songs without lyrics. So like it, it's time to like, you know, pedal the metal on, on the lyric side of things. And I realize how much more enjoyable the writing process is when I truly dedicate myself to taking joy in the tiny incremental improvements of iterative lyric editing like taking absolute joy and like, hey, this line still sucks, but the last word of the line is way better and way more vivid of a word than it was last time, right? I found the right word for this part of the line. The rest of the line might suck, but there's improvement. And I trust that the process of iterative lyric editing will eventually get me to the part, to the point where all the lines are great. And all the words within the lines are saying exactly what they need to. And I have the most precise word 
for what I'm trying to say because I have faith in that process and I'm truly taking enjoyment in the incremental steps and improvements that I know are going to eventually lead to that final product that I want. That has been super helpful for me, just learning to turn off that editor and take, and later in the process when you are utilizing the editor for iterative lyric editing, taking joy in the incremental improvements and having faith in that process. Which is another part of the unnecessarily adding pressure to what you write down, right? Because even, even the editing stage, I don't think there should be pressure, right? You can keep iterating, right? You can, you can find a word that is an upgrade, but you're like, yeah, it's still not good enough. And then find another word that's even better than that one, but you're like, ah, it's still not good enough, right? And then maybe you need to readjust the whole line because the wording of the line is clunky and it, it, it requires you to have too many filler words or something. So there's really no reason at any point in the lyric writing process to really have pressure. Um, and, and you're just going to get better results if you don't add that pressure. Have faith in the process. Second trap, being unwilling to take one step back to go too forward. So let's say you have a song section with four lines, which is pretty common. And let's say you already did, did several rounds of iterative lyric editing on them, all four of them. So you've made each of the individual lines way better. You've upgraded the words, right? You went from words like, I don't know, love, that's kind of vanilla, and and moved to something like adore, right? Or or instead of holding, you have clinging, right? It's a, clearly an upgraded word, I would say. One is more precise than the other. Uh, not that Not that clinging would always be better than holding. It depends on context, obviously, but... So let's say you've already done that. But then you realize that the last two lines basically just repeat the first two or that they don't really communicate what you want the song to be communicating or even that they may they might be deep and quality lines on their own, but they don't actually make sense in the context of the song or even take away from the song. Or maybe they just, you know, are great lines that don't work in the context that they're in. Like they maybe would work in the song, but let's say this is the second verse and they just don't work there at the end of the second verse. So you think to yourself, they're great lines. I already put the work into them. Maybe I can just keep editing them into not messing with the rest of the song. And maybe, but this might be an instance where you need to be willing to take one step back to go too forward. Don't be afraid to rip those lines out. I know you already edited them. I know that on their own, they're great lines. But sometimes, because lines are either not accomplishing what they need to accomplish... Or, you know, there's a bunch of different reasons, right? They're, they are basically just repeating what's been said before. You know, your that song section needs to end with a specific point and you didn't get to that point. Uh, and these are the last two lines of the section. So you know you need to get to a certain point. You didn't do it. 
bunch of different reasons why this might be the case. Don't be afraid to rip them out and then even take those lines, put them in an idea document or utilize them to start a different song. Right? We're not saying that that this line or lines need to be dead forever. We're just saying if it's not right for that part of the song, don't stubbornly say, no, I'm going to edit them into working. Maybe they are inherently broken, right? You know, to take uh, take a movie example. I don't know that this, I'm sure this exists somewhere, but like, you know, if, if you had a movie that's sort of the tale of two halves and the first half is a great sci-fi movie and then the second half is like a, a, a great horror movie, but they don't intertwine well and it feels like an unnatural transition and it's just shocking. So even though you had two good parts, the two parts together just don't work, right? Things like that happen. It's not, I've given this example before, but um, a movie is not made just by quotable line after quotable line. Quotable lines are good, but you can't just have good quotable lines one after the other and have the entire dialogue just be quippy, good lines and that make a good movie, right? They need to make sense together. They need to build character. There's a bunch of things they need to do. It's not just about the line itself, right? A, a movie is not a sum of its lines or a script is not a sum, sum of its lines. In the same way, your song isn't either. So e even if the lines on their own are good, don't be afraid to rip them out and totally rewrite that part of the section or rewrite a whole song section that just isn't working, even if they are good on their own. Be willing to rewrite good lines or even great lines from scratch if they aren't properly fitting with the song or moving the plot or theme forward. I get it. It's difficult. In novel writing, there's this concept of killing your, dar killing your darlings, it's called. And it's the idea that there's a character in your book uh, it can be in regards to more than just a character, but usually it's used as there's this character in your book that you personally really love. You think that character is a great character. You really like writing them. You you have an attachment to them. And But sometimes, even though you love the character, the for for the betterment of the story, of the plot, or maybe of another character, right? Maybe your main character needs certain growth it is best to kill off that character that you love. Now, you as the artist, you love the character. You love writing the character. You, you, you don't want them to die. But yet it might be what is best for the story. So you should do it anyway. This is kind of our version of that, right? Don't be like, minor spoiler, not really spoiler. Don't be like Stranger Things, which stubbornly refuses to kill off any remotely main character. And if a character is returning from a previous season, you know 100% for a fact they will not die. <sighs> because it's really stupid. It's really stupid and it gets boring. And even though season four of Stranger Things I thought was very good after season three was total, complete, embarrassing garbage. Um, I'm upset at the fact that you can tell the writers just don't want to kill anybody, no matter how unnatural and stupid silly it seems but anyway um <laughs> that, that that turned into quite the little rant didn't it um i'm not i'm not mad i promise it's fine it's fine i, I am kind of upset about it though i won't talk about it just because I, I don't want to actually spoil anything but 
If you haven't, watch Stranger Things and maybe skip season three because it's a stupid waste of time. Really, season one and four are great. But anyway, we're not here to talk about Stranger Things movies or books. We're here to talk about songwriting, Joseph. Come on. So anyway, Killing Your Darlings, right? For us, it, it usually isn't characters. It might be lines, right? You have this great line. You're really proud of it. But if it doesn't work, kill it. Rip it out. And again, the good news is we can write a lot of songs so you can rip it out and then use that to start yet another song. I've done this with music song sections before where I just really wanted to get what I thought was the music for a verse and the music for the chorus to work together, and they just didn't. So I literally was like, well, I'm going to take this chorus and make that a chorus of a totally brand new song and then keep the verse and build a brand new chorus for it. So then I got two songs out of it instead, which is great. That's another form of like being willing to kill your darlings, right? Just here we're talking more about the lyrical side of things. But just in general in music, don't 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 get overly stubborn about this. Sometimes it's best to take that one step back to be able to go two forward or to be able to go 30 forward for that matter. Third lyric writing trap that has two sides to it. And that's not knowing when to call it done. So on, on the one side, when you start to think that you may be done with your lyrics, you may be tempted, especially if it's taken you a while, to suddenly deem it done without really taking the time to check it and to test it and to see, is, is this really done and good? You may finish your lyric and say, hey, this is pretty good because each line is pretty good. But as we talked about before, just like a movie or a script is not a sum of its lines, neither is your song. So you might look and be like, hey, each line is pretty good and not actually take the time to look at the whole picture, right? Well, okay, each line is good, but is there, you know, a clear plot progression, for instance, through the song? Is the song delivering all the different bits of information it has to in an efficient and um, vivid way so that people are, are feeling the, you know, the emotions that you want them to feel that they're, you know, maybe they get attached to the character of the song. Maybe they relate to them and tears are filling their eyes because they're like, yes, it's like this is talking about me, whatever it might be. You have to look at the whole picture of the song. If the second verse has a bunch of great lines, but it's just as saying the same thing as the first verse with add, adding really nothing at all to it. Or, you know, if you have a, a, a bridge that is pretty good, but it didn't really capture the idea that you wanted to get across in the bridge properly. Again, these are all examples of Okay, it's good on its own, but that's not what's important. What matters is, is it good in context of the song? So it's important to look at the overall arc of the song and to not get impatient just because you've worked on it for a long time. I get that sometimes we're so desperate for the finish line because we've been working on a song for a long time that we just want to call it done almost more because we're sick of working on the song um, than it actually being high enough quality. And we need to not do that. It's especially tragic if your song is so, it's like 95% of the way 
to just being totally dialed in and just great start to finish. To cop out 95% of the way there, right? That's, that's like giving up. Like you, you get to the Super Bowl and then in the fourth quarter, it's a tie game. And now you're like, you know what? I'm tired. This has been a long season. Like, no, you're you're almost there. Like you can have a Super Bowl ring 15 minutes from now if you just put it all out on the field. So metaphorically, put it all out on the field when you're writing your song. Make sure when you get to what you think is the point of being done with your lyric, make sure that it really is done. Don't get lazy about it. Look at it from every level, right? Look at it from the total arc of the song, right? Does does the overall information of the first verse, you know, go well into the first pre-chorus and 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 make sense going into that chorus? Does does the second verse give information that 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 feels worthy of having a second verse, right? Or is it just repeating something that's been said before? Um, you know, and then the, the second pre-chorus does that work as as a transition from that second verse main idea or story point to you know the the second round of your chorus? The, the bridge, right? Is is that to is that saying what it needs to be said? Regardless of what song sections you're using, just look at it at the macro level, right? You're basically looking at song as a whole, are the sections doing their job? Then you look at each section within our second verse or within our chorus or whatever it might be, is each line doing its job? And then within each line, is each word doing its job, right? So like, look at it with a microscope and with a telescope, if you will, right? You're looking at the big... The big picture, but you're also looking at all the tiny little details. It's it's kind of the investigative part of lyric at iterative lyric editing, right? Because what I just said is kind of like iterative lyric editing, except in that case we're explicitly editing. Now we're just testing that after our iterative lyric editing, that every at every level the lyric is is working as it should. I'm not saying it's going to be perfect, right? It's not like every lyric we ever write is going to be perfect. Um, you know, so like everything else, you know, there's, there, there's some leeway here, but what we don't want to do is to have been so close to being able to make it more perfect. And we just didn't on the other side though, it's important to not tinker indefinitely and never finish a song as it is. If you're anything like me, you'll struggle with finishing other elements such as recording specifically vocals, uh, as anybody who's listened for a while knows. Um, so the last thing you need is to also never let a lyric go, right? That probably all of us have parts of our process that were maybe a little too picky or slow about doing. Uh, some people aren't, some people are on the opposite on the spectrum, right? They're too fast. So the type of people that are like, yeah, I wrote five songs this week, lyrics and all. And it's like, okay. I almost guarantee you those lyrics are terrible, but sure, cool. Um, you know, that's that's good, but now you need to go back and actually edit the lyrics to be actually good and, you know, maybe your, several of your choruses aren't any good or different song sections really aren't that good. That's why it didn't take you very long, so maybe you should workshop them a little bit more. So, you know, there's a spectrum, as with a lot of things. 
and some of us are going to be more on one side of the spectrum or, or the other. Uh, and it, both are different forms of weaknesses, right? But <clears throat> at some point, if you can look at the arc or the outline of the sections and what they're communicating and call it good, and also call each individual line good in context of the section as well as each word being right, it's done. It's done. Call it done. Be done. You shouldn't be compulsively re-going to thesaurus.com and putting in every single word of your song every day, right? Like you already put in the work to make sure you got the exact right word when you got clinging instead of holding, for instance. So don't keep second guessing it. You, you already got it. If it works and you're like, yeah, this is a good line, don't don't keep being like, well, it could be even better. Like may, maybe, but you also might overthink it and ruin it. And we don't want to do that. Now, what this doesn't mean is that you're not willing to change it if you think of a better line or word on, say, recording day. It just means you're no longer actively working on it. Right? You don't spend time on it. So in your songwriting session tonight, you're not going, if this song if this lyric is to the point where you're like, honestly, this I should call it done. It's good. From start to finish, it's good. I put the work in, did iterative lyric editing, did the whole thing. It's good. Don't spend more time on it. The only reason that it would change from here on out is if you get random inspiration or an oh moment, right? You're, you're laying in your bed at night and you're like, oh, I don't know how I never came across this, but this is actually a better word. Or, oh, this line was good, but you know what's even better? This different rewording of it. Or saying this instead. Or maybe, again, on recording day, you're like, man, this line, now, now that I'm actually performing it, something feels a little off. And then you change up a word or you add another filler word to make it fit better with the melody or something. That's fine, right? I'm not saying put it in cement Never allow anyone to change it. Don't like, no, that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is stop actively working on it. If you think of something randomly while not actively working on it later, fine. Most of the time that's not going to happen though, because you've already put the work in. You've already got your lyric to the point where it can't reasonably get better for what it's, for what it is. So don't tinker indefinitely. So again, three lyric writing traps to avoid. Unnecessarily adding pressure to what you write down at any step of the process, but especially at the beginning. And then throughout iterative lyric editing as well. But really every step of the process. Number two, being willing to take one step back or three steps back to take two forward or 10 forward or whatever it is. Don't be stubborn about, oh, I have this line, it's good, it has to stay in this section in this song because that's where it was originally written. No, maybe it's best to be ripped out. Maybe it will never get used again in any song. Maybe it will be the opening template to a new song. But be willing to take the one step back to go too far. And then not knowing when to call it done. Be honest with yourself about, you know, don't, don't get lazy at the end. Don't get impatient. Make sure that it actually is considered done because it's good all the way through. And on the other side, when it is good all the way through, when you've put in the work of iterative lyric editing and all the other steps in the lyric writing checklist, make sure 
You're not continuing to tinker actively. Go work on a new song. If you think of something that's better later, when you're not actively working on it or when you're recording it, fine. But don't actively work on it. Otherwise, we'll tinker on the same songs for 500 years and write like two songs. Hopefully this was helpful to you. Again, if you haven't already, check out the free guide, songwritertheory.com slash lyric checklist. It goes through the six steps that I go through when writing lyrics. It helps break it up into baby steps so that every step is a lot easier, so that there's a lot less pressure with every step. Uh, specifically, it's I, I think it's worth getting just for the iterative lyric editing part, which I, I find the whole thing helpful. Uh, brainstorm sheet is another one that comes to mind as being particularly revolutionary for my songwriting. Um, but, but the iterative lyric editing is, is probably if there's one step that has really gotten me to the point of being able to consistently be proud of the lyrics that I finish, uh, it would be that, uh, which is the fifth step out of six for what it's worth. But Go check that out, songwritertheory.com slash lyric checklist. Hopefully it will be helpful to you. I'm sure it will be helpful to you. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, if you've enjoyed podcasts in the past, the one thing you can do to help me out is to leave a kind review on whatever podcast provider you you listen to. I appreciate that. I appreciate all of you who have taken the time to do that. means a lot to me. Also, it helps to uh, make up ground against some of the haters that come out once in a while with their complaints um, that sometimes are valid and sometimes are like, okay, you're you're just being a hater here. So I appreciate those of you who have done that. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you in the next one.